just, just understand as a local pastor, your importance to those people, even if they're listening to other voices, that's fine. We want people to get God's word into them, but there's something special and unique, powerful, and so important about your voice with those people, uh, whether you know, large or small, it doesn't matter. Those are the people God has given you to minister to. Hi, welcome to the Expositors Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Neglia, and we're on episode 98. So please forgive the erratic nature of our podcast releases. Um, usually we're really consistent on the Tuesday releases, but you know what? The world has changed. So what we're doing is we're just trying to, for the next couple of weeks anyway, or the next couple of episodes, really put out um, coronavirus-specific related episodes. Um, we are in a different stage of teaching and preaching and pastoring and leading. Um, so we're trying to kind of adapt and to shift and to have some like highly specialized episodes that come out about teaching and preaching over webcam and then also pastoring and leading when we're not able to be in physical proximity uh, with our congregations. And so for our last episode, I interviewed David Guzik about the ins and outs of live stream preaching. And with this one, I spoke with Nick, Katie, and Pete Nelson, the other members of the Expositors Collective Steering Committee. And we started speaking about some of the logistics, some of the apps, some of the tips and tricks that we've learned over the past couple of weeks. And then halfway through, the conversation really shifts into how can we care for people? How can people feel seen and heard when we're not able to be in their proximity to actually see or actually hear them. We talk about things that are never going to be the same. We talk about things that we currently miss and that we're looking forward to experiencing once again. And so to my brothers and sisters that are teaching and caring and leading in different capacities, that are looking after the flock of God that the Holy Spirit has made you overseers of, I hope that this episode can encourage you. We're all in uncharted waters. Um, we all have different settings in which we're trying to be faithful. Um, we're all dealing with different sets of stress. Some people are busier than they've ever been before, while others have heaps of unexpected free time um, in their schedules. Um, some fight with loneliness, some are fighting with burnout. And so in the midst of that, I want you to know that, you know, we at the Expositors Collective, we care for you. Um, we're so glad that you are being faithful. And I hope that this episode and all that we do can encourage you in your private study and your public proclamation of God's word. Hey, welcome to the Expositors Collective podcast. Um, this is our like part two of what was released earlier on. I believe episode 97 was an interview that I did with uh, David Guzik about live stream preaching. 
As I mentioned there, David's part of the Expositors Collective uh, Steering Committee, and then I'm here with the rest of the steering committee, uh, Nick Cady and Pete Nelson. And, you know, we want to do what we can to serve you, um, our, our fellow preachers and Bible study leaders. We're in a, the word has been done to death, but it's an unprecedented time. You certainly have heard that phrase uh, multiple times lately. But we're in this moment and we, we're called to continue to teach and preach God's word, to give encouragement from the scriptures to um, scared, anxious, sick, maybe even dying people. And so in this situation, I want to pull in the rest of the steering committee and we can talk about what they're doing and how we can be learning from each other and uh, teaching and preaching God's word with power and authority um, for this moment. Uh, so Pete and Nick, uh, how are you guys doing? Uh, so far, so good. I mean, my personal health and as far as I know, everyone in our church is staying healthy and uh, yeah. Yeah, we've had a few people in our church who are who have had the virus and uh, who are directly like family members directly um, have had it. So, yeah, you know, we, it's feeling pretty real around here. But so far, we've been able to stay healthy. And, and for the most part, um, nobody we know has ended up uh, in the hospital yet. Right. And as I said, with the last interview with David, it's good to kind of give a date uh, for these. Um, so today is March 27th, Friday. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's going on at the time of recording? And so here in, in Cork, Ireland, so I'm in Europe, um, it's, I was just saying to you guys earlier on, it's just really gotten quite real to me in the past 24 hours. I've been very concerned and aware about this for a while, but um, somebody in our church went into the hospital um, with uh, lung pain and shortness of breath. He was there last night. And um, yeah, I might tell a part of his story um, in a few minutes, but he is one of our um, addiction recovery uh, ministry leaders. He lives right around the corner from my house. And also, um, yeah, another one of our of our leaders, um, she asked me not to get into details. So one of our other leaders um, has been sent by the doctor to be tested right now too. So things have gotten a bit more real um, in the past 24 mm -hmm. hours here for us. And I know that people are listening from various affected areas. And so some of you are probably more or less impacted by this, but um, but Pete, I'll ask I'll ask you first. Um, how is your church doing? And of course, we care about the the preaching and teaching of God's word here as expositors. But um, big picture, how's the church doing? And how are you caring for the church during this time? Well, obviously, virtually and lots of phone calling, and we started a a prayer chain just through our church just checking people checking on people um and just really encouraging to keep a connection going uh our sunday morning services are live streamed through youtube so i preach a sermon this sunday we're gonna uh, change it up uh and do a live stream uh sermon and then go right into a a zoom fellowship time so I'll tell everybody, I'll emphasize at the end of the sermon, okay, now go to the website and join us in Zoom and we'll hang out and have fellowship. And I'm really looking forward to that because I I think that we'll, we'll get some really good fellowship and really hear what's going on with people. It's been a little clunky uh, so far uh, as, as we've adjusted, you know, we, we don't have a huge church. Um, so the 
the technology component has been there's been a little bit of duct tape there but i think but i think we <laughs> but i think we were we're getting there and um because i don't know and we none of us know how long this is going to go and so we were we've just worked really hard as a team as a ministry team to to meet our people's needs and um we've, we've had some food deliveries um little things like that so well pete that's that's great you're the first person that I've heard of that is combining YouTube and Zoom on the same Sunday morning. Um, yeah. Did you think that up or have you been inspired by somebody else on this? I, I just thought about it because YouTube, you know, everyone kind of knows how to use YouTube. It's, it was the, after some research, it was this, the easiest way to, you know, with because we don't have a normal live service going on, right? I mean, uh, online so this we had to put this together and you youtube seemed the easiest and then but it was just kind of cold at the end for me i'm like all right this is why <laughs> I, I this is why i go to church is to hang out with people you know it's yeah. to me the i call it the millage is just as important as the message and uh I love to have the, the millage in the village is just as important. <laughs> I, I've always seen church that way that it, you know, the sermon is one thing and that's important. I know this is, you know, our emphasis is uh, ministering to preachers, but as a pastor, what goes on after service is just as important to me as that sermon and not diminishing the importance of good preaching and gospel-centered preaching. But that's, that's how, through the years, that I've felt good about a Sunday. If, if pe people stay and they're hanging out, the, the best thing for a pastor is you got to kick people out of the building, you know? Um, or, or not even, just say, here's the key, you know, I've got to go home. And, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so... So we did that last week, and then I really missed that. So we're going to try and have just jump to a fellowship forum right after the the YouTube, see how it works. Um, yeah, so Nick here, and I, I was just, um, we do a little bit different format, and it's it's been partly, it was driven by necessity. So uh, I left for two weeks. I was in Europe doing some stuff, and then uh, during that time, you know, the whole world changed, as you can imagine. Like when we left, it was everything was fine. We didn't uh, foresee anything happening. And we actually moved our church during the time that I was in Europe. So when I came back, uh, we went from having a mobile setup to having a permanent setup, but we're not able to use it. And part of the part of what we have been doing was driven by that because we had been doing live streaming. But now we weren't yet set up exactly with the cameras and all that in the new place to do the live streaming. So what we said is, let's actually just pre-record our, our message. And it was also driven by one other thing is that my worship leader is quarantined right now, at least. Uh, so he was last Sunday and he will be this Sunday. So he is at his house and not able to go anywhere. So we thought this is better. We'll have Mike, our worship pastor. He'll record worship and he can overlay it with some um 
text, you know, kind of the, the lyrics for the song. And then uh, we'll just splice it together with a video of me teaching. And I was actually able to go into the new building and use it, but um, it, it actually was something that we said, okay, well, first time we did it out of necessity, but the second time we're like, actually this is, we, we think it's better uh, the way that, at least for us, what we're doing. So tonight, so it's Friday, is is today's Friday, and I'm scheduled to go in at 6 p.m. tonight, and I'm going to record the sermon to three people, right, the sound guy, video guy, and maybe one other person who, who are going to sit there in the room, and we'll record it. I hope so. I'm gonna do an I'm gonna do an altar call, and I'm gonna wait until somebody comes. I'm just gonna keep giving that invitation. Yeah, I know there's so, one of you out there. <laughs> yeah. So part of it is to record the video. The other thing is that we do um, we do radio, so we actually need our sermons to be recorded with pretty decent audio. Uh, so we you know we're recording the audio and the video uh, through the board and and uh, through the cameras, and then. Uh, Saturday, our video guy is going to take that. And he's going to just produce it as if it was a, an entire sermon. So he puts on, you know, kind of a buffer at the beginning, puts on some announcement slides as well. Then Mike will come on. Then we'll have a kind of a break in between with some more announcements, then the sermon, and then something at the end. And so, you know, that way we're able to do a lot of post-production. We're able to put overlay, um, you know, where we would have slides on the screens, we're able to overlay them over the video. And then we're left with a video that we're able to use in the future as well. It's kind of a record. Now, I, I realize we're definitely missing that aspect, like what Pete was saying, of, of having the Zoom chat. And um, that's a great idea. The other thing that we, we did this past Sunday, and we're going to do again, is that Facebook and YouTube both have premiere features. And those are really cool because they um, alert people ahead of time that, hey, this is going to premiere. And it essentially almost like live streams it but it's already uploaded. And this past Sunday, I know that as all these churches were uploading video to live stream, um, a lot of them were lagging, people were losing connection, and um, you know, people having trouble getting their orientation right on their, mm -hmm. if they're using phones and stuff. And so it was, we were definitely able to avoid a lot of those problems by uh, pre-recording. And so we're gonna do that again. And what we do is we tell all our, our leaders and elders to be on there during the time when it premieres and to be, there's a live chat during the premiere. And so like on YouTube, we had just a ton of interaction with people throughout the church who were watching and uh, typing in comments and same on Facebook. And on Facebook, the other thing we did is that we asked all our leaders to go on and do a watch party. So along with the premiere, you do watch parties. So you get like, you know, let's say five to 10 people sharing that watch party. And what happens is that all of their friends get alerted to it. So when they go on Facebook, they basically can't miss it if, if they're in any way connected to anybody from the church. And then uh, during the watch party, you, you're also doing a live chat. So I felt that uh, as I was watching the Sunday sermon, actually watching myself preach, right? But I was super busy the whole time. Because I'm I'm chatting with people on a couple different channels and interacting, so we did feel like we had some sort of, sort of connection. Okay. So now, do you have somebody um, critique your sermon before you send it out? Since you pre-record it, uh, I do. I have a group that uh, we go through my notes, so I do that on Mondays, and I've oh, been no, continuing yeah. to do that. It was it was a joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Look. Everybody, I'm the joker in this steering committee. I, 
Yeah. So no one laughs. And we, and we, yeah. <laughs> hey, people, I say I say stupid dry things, and people just stare at me. It's kind of yeah. It's because we're all processing. Wait, does Pete mean that? Do we have to agree? <laughs> I'm. I am. My humor's so dry. You know. You know, when I, you know, in church, you know, I've got, you know, maybe one third are doubled over laughing and everyone else are just wondering what just happened, you know? Yeah. So, all right. We carry well, on. That's, um, well, I, I appreciate, like, it's funny. I'm actually, um, I, I'm taking notes on this, like, for myself as well. There's things that I want to implement, especially like that that watch party thing that you were talking about, uh, Nick, and I. I love the phrase millage in the village, uh, Pete. That's uh, I might try to incorporate that into some vision casting yeah. thing uh, for the future. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 really valuable and it's good because we're all again. Some people have been live streaming for a long time, and you know I know like my own church we've been doing live you know Facebook Live for years or for as long as it's existed, and and the same with with Nick. So we might have a little bit of a um, head start on some of this, but but everything is just changing so rapidly. And literally and metaphorically, we're all running low on bandwidth. Um, there's a lot of decisions to be made, a lot of changes, um, finding out what works for the most people, um, what kind of options can we use? Because um, Facebook has been our primary thing for our live stream, but there's, you know, not a large percentage, but there is a, a chunk of our church that isn't on Facebook and, you know, even deliberately tries to avoid it. And so we're trying to, we switched over to, um, to YouTube live, um, for that purpose and for that reason. And then of course, sharing that on Facebook so that it's still accessible, but trying to, to serve the non Facebook using community. And man, on a side yeah, my, note, speaking oh, of Facebook. Oh Yeah. Go on, Nick. I was going to ask Mike, what what do you guys do? What have you been doing? Okay, um, a couple a couple of different things, really really multi pronged. So, we've been using our Sunday mornings. We've been doing that through YouTube Live, as I as I just mentioned, and we've been doing it all live. We we've got we meet in a school, and so that's obviously we we don't want to meet anyway, but we couldn't even if we wanted to. Um, we have a church office, and so in the church office, uh, the first week it was just me and Ricky, uh, the the sound guy slash elder, who I interviewed, and he'll be coming out on one of the podcasts um, either before this or after this, who knows? Um, but it's just it was me and him the first time, and he is man, he's got high standards when it comes to to audio. He's probably like Mike um, over there in Colorado, but he's got really high standards. Does a great job with audio and visual. Uh, and so I just, I, I did the whole service myself. I did the call to worship. I led in some like worshipful prayer. Um, I tried to do some guided prayers. Um, like, okay, now we're going to pray about this. Let's pause for 30 seconds and pray about this. You know, I said, hey, you know, if you're with somebody, why don't you place a hand on their shoulder? Because if they're with them, they're already contaminated. You know, put your hand on, on someone's shoulder and pray, pray this blessing over them back and forth. So kind of like a time of worship, but non-musical worship. Mm -hmm. leading worship without a guitar and then you know just preached and then ended and Pete kind of like you it's it's a weird feeling like okay well I've said amen and now I'm done just kind of stand up and, and walk away there's no there's nothing you know so uh, me and Ricky packed up and left um, but this past week um, 
our, our main worship leader, Kian, came in and we, we made it a little bit more of like a service, kind of like what Nick was saying. And we had somebody else do the call to worship. We had um, songs. We, we had like announcements, you know, and the announcements were kind of a joke being like, everything is still canceled. But like even to have an announcement in that slot, um, I got so much positive feedback saying it was just huh. so good to like have announcements and to have the same structure that we have. So they really appreciated having, you know, the, the call to worship, the worship announcements, sermon, and then a benediction at the end and a closing song. They appreciated that. Um, again, everything's different for everybody. And so to have something familiar. And what's the topic of like live streams? We're doing such a, we're all hobbling this stuff together and it's not like, there's higher quality stuff out there, you know. You could you could get Matt Chandler and you could have a really great live stream service. But I love that people are choosing their local church kind of over that. And I think it's a valuable thing. People do need to, you know, hear their own team and be connected and have this local thing rather than just streaming a much higher quality thing that's out there. I, I really value that and appreciate that. Oh, I think it's really important, you know, because as you know, you're the local church pastor. So, um, and this is, this goes to preaching, you know, a good subject we could probably talk about now of the importance of the local church pastor and the prophetic voice that only he can have to the congregation, yeah. especially in a time like this, because the, the scriptures will, you, you know, there's that prophetic element, right? That, that, you're the shepherd that's that knows the people, prays for the people, and I I really believe that the Holy Spirit works uniquely through the local church. The local church cannot be replaced by, you know, with, with all the great Bible teaching that's out there. And I just I think you bring up a great point. I want to emphasize that, you know, you know Martin Lloyd Jones. I was waiting. I was waiting for you to bring him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he was he had such a deep conviction about this idea that he refused to record his messages because he believed that God's word was for those people sitting there at that moment in time. And I mean, can you imagine having that kind of conviction to not even want to be chronicling your some of the greatest sermons of all time, but the sound guys did anyway. And it was back in the day when you had to record with the big reel to reel, uh, you know, an analog style, you know, big two inch. And kind they, of surprising those guys missed that thing, right? Like that Martin Lloyd Jones didn't see that giant reel to reel I, thing going. Uh, he's, I think they, yeah, they just did it, and he he was uh, too busy. My friends, what is? I can't do. I can't do it. Yeah. I was trying to do what is that? Oh, I can't it's, do it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's nothing, doctor. It's just yeah, yeah. It's just this thing, you know. It, it, <laughs> oh, okay. Ready, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, but they did for years. They they had all. You know, I can't. I don't even know how many, but. They, they recorded all of his messages. And so when he died, that's when his family uh, started the Martin Lloyd-Jones Foundation, I believe is what it's called. And they, that's how we can hear him today. Yeah. But going back to what I was saying, my point is, is man, if, 
you're and, and never feel like uh just just understand as a local pastor your importance to those people even if they're listening to other voices that's fine we want people to get god's word into them but there's something special and unique powerful and so important about your voice with those people uh, whether you know large or small it doesn't matter those are the people god has given you to minister to and there's a such a unique um role that you have in the kingdom just for those people and And i've been surprised by how much the people have wanted to hear i mean like you're saying there's a lot of great quality stuff out there on youtube and i've been surprised at how much people in our local church have wanted connection with our church during this time and i'm sure that's not just true of our church yeah people have been in my communications they're they're quoting my sermon back to me you know the the main the big idea is like it's like on everyone's lips you know Mm -hmm. and in a way that never has been before you know Mm -hmm. and again i don't think it's because my sermons have gotten any better um I, i think it's just there is craving some kind of community you know and our churches like a hub of our churches is where where we we, we want to build into this community up notion you know god has has set us together in a community and that's temporarily taken from us and so this is kind of to some degree a reminder of what was but also it's a it's a transition into what it is now and um, so people really do want to hear from from their preacher and i'm not i'm not opposed of people listening to other people as well I think they should, but yeah, but here, absolutely, yeah, it, it's great to see like such a spike in in numbers and to see people that are you know really prioritizing Sunday morning attendance, um, yeah. even though attendance you're not attending anything but logging in. Yeah, I think I think this is I things are going to change from here on out, and I'll say for us and our church, this this is going to be permanently putting us on a little different trajectory of how we do church. Um, because we you know we've got a really cool building and all that and we were building Cedric and you get comfortable this has forced us to get out of the routine and do something different and I I tweeted this yesterday Um, as church leaders we need to pay attention on how this unique season may be shaping your connection with our people, even beyond this pandemic. And I, so what I've been doing is I just, I'm taking notes, you know, that I'm, I'm going, okay, I'm learning something here that I want to keep going even beyond the pandemic. Um, I'm getting feedback from people in our church through this medium that I never got before I'm, I'm learning new things about different people. There's different people that have more of a platform to communicate and express themselves and, and where, and I'm, I'm going, wow, you know, I've seen this person for two years every Sunday, but now in the zoom forum, they're just, they're like pouring out their heart and telling what God's doing in their life. I'm like, I never knew that about some of these people. So so I'm, I'm, I, I, th- I encourage all pastors to really take notes right now 
on on something that you you that's effective and just keep it going even when this is over yeah yeah agreed i've seen more people uh pressing into fellowship more people wanting to be connected people who were kind of on the fringes really uh coming in and part of it is that we're reaching out more and maybe that's part of what needs to change right we're mm-hmm. maybe we we didn't value that enough and um like we have like an online forum for our church kind of like a closed uh social media type thing and we've just for a while we were talking about canceling it because you know it costs money every month and we weren't sure if it was worth it and it's just blowing up right now with like people sharing things people asking for prayer uh, again, like you said, people interacting with messages, wanting to hear from me. So that's one thing that I've been thinking about is like, as a pastor, do I need to start sending out like a weekly uh, correspondence? You know, I, I see all these pastors right now sending out stuff like short YouTube videos or short uh, Facebook live videos, kind of giving updates to their congregation on where they're at as a church. Maybe that's something that needs to change in our communication. You know, a lot of us um, have moved away from midweek services. But as pastors and as preachers, you know, what if we start giving more often kind of updates and sharing our hearts with our congregations as we've been doing more now um, during this time? Uh, what if that's something that changes? I think we'd all be better off as a result. Yeah, I was sharing that in actually last Sunday in my sermon about community that when we have so much of it, we take it for granted. But when you don't have it, it you'll you'll give anything just to have it and i shared this story about um admiral james stockdale i don't know if you know the story about him and he was a pow in vietnam for almost three thousand days two two thousand nine hundred something days and and he tells a story about they when he would they'd bring him out into the beaten sun for like three days. They would just, I guess, chain him to the ground and just be out there. And all the other POWs, they developed this language like snapping towels and knocking on wood and scratching, you know, with their sandals. And they developed some sort of communication system while they were there as POWs. And while he was out there, they, they kept over and over for three days as he was out there, they kept communicating these these uh, five letters G B U J S G B U J S, and it was God bless you, James Stockdale. God bless you, James. And he writes about how that saved his life. Was that community that he could he wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for that sense of community. And so I think it's true when when community is not rented readily available, man, we'll give anything just to have it. And maybe that's what you're saying is we're being stretched. We're getting a little taste of what it's like to just not have the cookies on the, on the bottom shelf. We've got to yeah. grow as a church and make an effort. Yeah. Yeah. And going to an, an earlier point of yours, uh, Pete, you were talking about how you know, you, as of last Sunday or the first Sunday, you preached into a camera and then said, amen. And that was the end. And just kind of yeah. felt weird without that, any kind of community or millage in the village. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of introverted or socially awkward. 
And, you know, maybe a lot of us are. I've, I've actually found a lot of preachers are. We're all kind of awkward. Not all of us, but. No, I know. Yeah. I know. I know some that uh, by the second chorus of the last song, they're already in their car on the freeway. Okay, well, yeah. Well, I never, I never, ever, ever do that. I'm, I'm always, you know, yeah, the last yeah. one. But, but, but let me be honest with you. You and the subscribers, don't tell, don't tell my church. Um, but, you know, sometimes I, I'd like to. Sometimes it's just like, okay, you know, like, all right, let me just, you know, talk to everybody and, and all the people will kind of queue up, line up to tell me their problems. And sometimes it's like, I wish I was in the car zooming home right now. Mm -hmm. I wish I could just go, you know, take a nap on the couch or something like that. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. That's not a good thing. That's, um, and you know, we use, we use neutral words like introvert to describe, I think, um, bad things like selfishness, you know? So maybe I'm introverted. Maybe I'm just selfish. I don't know. Here's here's, no, here's my point. Yeah, I I get that now. I'm able to do that. You know, I I show up. I preach my sermon to the camera. I'm done. <laughs> and and it's horrible. It's horrible. You know. So this is in a sense on my worst days what I would have wanted, and it actually is is not that desirable. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I would knock your. You know, being introverted is a real thing. You sure, yeah, yeah. Social interact interaction drains you, where extroverts are fueled. So after you oh, preach, certainly, a yeah, sermon, I'm, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying but, that there's no such thing. But as it's, but it's I'm good. But it's, yeah. it's cool that you've learned that. It's like okay, I get to, and I don't like it. So that's a good thing to take into the future. You know. Yes. Remember, and hey, I'll record that. Cal Remember Cork, if you're time? listening, I yeah. don't mean I don't mean you. I mean <laughs> I mean the other members. <laughs> it's the other people, not not you, not you. And someday you're gonna say, you know, this is how I felt. And yet I remember in 2020 there was this pandemic, and man, the Lord really showed me then that this is yeah. Yeah. And you know, something else that I'm gonna I'm gonna miss. And I've I've always, always, always appreciated corporate worship, you know, and, and, and Pete, I know you're a musician. Um, mm -hmm. But when I remember I was like, I was in my back, my backyard, maybe last week. And I just kind of realized it could be a long, I don't know the next time I'm going to be in a crowd of people singing hymns and worship songs. I don't know when the next time I'm going to do that again. Like that got me. That was, that was mm -hmm. a very um, emotional moment because I love that so much. And that's on pause indefinitely now or for an unforeseen amount of time. So I've always appreciated that. That's not something that I am recently realizing is valuable or, or good, but just realizing that that's, I don't know when I'm going to get to sing in a crowd again. That's, that's hard. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. And I know that this podcast is primarily focused on preaching Oh, we've but, left that a long time ago, Pete. <laughs> I know. I'm now. I'm. I'm underscoring some of this conversation. Is that all the other elements of church are just so important and and valuable? And when they're taken away, it's yeah. It's it's like wow. How how important is that time? You know, and we're able to get the message across, but. There's nothing like being with God's people, singing with one voice. I mean, I don't even know what people are doing at home when they're watching just, you know, 
I mean, sure, some people are just singing out loud or and they just watching the worship. They don't want to because they can only hear their voice. Maybe they get into the yeah. shower and they listen to that portion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this is. Yeah. Nick, do you Nick, know what people are doing? For, yeah, Nick, because you, you're, you're, you've been streaming the worship. Are you getting feedback about what they're doing? Yeah, it's basically, you know, some people feel either awkward, um, but a lot of people are alone, so they don't feel that awkward. So they've been singing along like, you know, our worship pastor, Mike, he puts the lyrics onto the screen. And so that really encourages, I think, people to sing along. I know that in my household, people were, my wife and kids were singing along. And um, and I thought that was good. So, yeah, I do agree that these these are all really important elements. I mean, the... I think when we're singing too, it's not just that I'm singing, it's that I can hear the other people in the room yeah. singing those words. So it's like a mm -hmm. multi-sensory thing where mm -hmm. I'm singing these truths, I'm hearing right. these truths right. and you just can't replace that, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, so we look forward to people gathering together again for, for that reason and for, for so many other reasons. Um, and, and we'll get through this, you know, I look forward, like it's going to happen again, uh, whether, whether it's in the, you know, not to be grim, but the new heavens and the new earth, you know, there's so much corporate worship there. Um, or if it's, um, you know, when we pull through this and get to gather together, I'm sure differently, there's going to be probably just different standards, um, for the, the, the immediate future anyway, mm -hmm. but there's, there's good things to look forward to. Yeah. And I hope with the Expositors Collective, yeah, it's been said a couple of different times, like we're super big on preaching. This is our focus. But just because it's our focus doesn't mean the other things aren't important to us. Yeah. And we're not trying to, to emphasize these, but we're just trying to be to some degree with this podcast and with our training, training weekends, whenever they come back on, um, it's we want to be specialists in one in one region to help mm -hmm. people improve on this. But it's you know, to only be good at preaching and or to only care about preaching with, without fellowship, prayer, pastoral, visitation, worship. Yeah. Hey, uh, can I ask you a question? Because I've, I, I'd i like to, to know. <laughs> do you guys do communion over live stream? Have you done that yet? We no, haven't. Not, and, you know, we, uh, before all this happened, we took communion every single week. So that's a big yeah, thing for us. And, um, we we need to figure that part out. We actually had already purchased a bunch of these like pre-prepared communion things. So we've thought about how do we get these two people? Uh, what do we do with that? There's some logistical things that we need to figure out. Um, there's a good chance that we will try to do it. We would do it during the worship portion. Okay. We're going to do it for the first time this coming Sunday. And I was just wondering if you had any advice for me on how to do it. <laughs> But I'll just go first, make the mistakes, and then I'll tell you what went wrong and exactly. what was good. I'll watch your video. We're collective. We're we're learning from each other. Well, yeah. I'm sure it'll look good. It'll look good on the video, but it doesn't matter how it is in the video. What matters is how it is in the homes and households that are yeah. that are sure. doing it along. Yeah. 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 But I told them last week to to go out and buy some wine and buy some bread and uh, and save some for Sunday. Um and we did an email blast and I've been reminding people to make sure that they have bread and wine. And I'm not sure how I'm going to lead it this coming Sunday, but um, something will happen. I'll figure something out. It's Friday. So there's time. Okay. Okay. Hey, Pete, would you mind just 
praying for us and for those that are hearing as we're preaching yeah. and leading in a new era. Mm-hmm. When's this going out, by the way? You know, I don't know. Um, Grant, the guy that does it, he is yeah. a sound guy and AV guy. And you know what? Who's the most overworked people in the church right now? Yeah. <laughs> is so, uh, AV guys and sound guys. So, so have, it's going to get out pray. eventually. So I have to pray in the future. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, Lord, we, as always and any time, we just take a moment to look to you and, uh, Lord, pray for your wisdom and your guidance during this time. We know that this unique situation that's hit, that's hit the entire globe is an opportunity, Lord, for the gospel to shine clear and for the church to be that city on a hill. And we pray that you would, uh, Lord, bring people to life in you in a, in a new way, in a, in a fresh way, in this hour and you would mobilize your church to herald the good news that we would just be good newsing uh in a bunch of bad news flying at us it seems like every day right now and so yeah put that word on our lips uh as not just as bible teachers but just as christians as disciples of christ we ask this in jesus name amen Thank you.